on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, and today my guests are Jeff Chan and Andrew Reimer, and they're both the writer-directors for a brand new movie called Plus One. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jan. Thank you for having us, Jan. You're, I, I'm looking forward to talking to you, both of you. This movie is absolutely adorable. I just fell in love with the two main leads. I thought the chemistry between them was um, really wonderful, and it's a great date night movie. So I want to get into more detail about it. Uh, Jeff, uh, tell me how the concept came up for this movie, and, and before we even do that, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what the movie's about, and then we'll get into how you ended up writing it. Sure, yeah. Um, so the movie is about two old college friends who um, who are hitting that time in their lives in their late 20s when all of their friends uh, decide to up and get married. And um, for different reasons, they're, they're pretty bummed out about that. Alice is, uh, is depressed about it because she just got broken up with by her boyfriend of like seven years and Ben is upset about it because he feels like he's losing all of his guy friends who are his sort of wingmen through his 20s and he feels like he's just going to be stuck as a single guy for the rest of his life. So to deal with their their sadness about it, the two of them decide to team up and go to every single wedding they've been invited to together as each other's plus one. Uh, and Alice uh, sort of agrees to be Ben's wingman through through that whole process. And, uh, you know, since the rom-com, obviously they start to develop feelings for each other, but then it, uh, you know, it evolves from there. And, uh, and yeah, and the concept came about because um, we, you know, we were going through that same period of time ourselves. We, our friends were, were starting to get engaged uh, seemingly all at once, and we started talking about that a lot and, and decided to, to write this script as a sort of therapy for ourselves. Um, we were working out a lot of our feelings and processing that through through the script, and we were really lucky that we actually got to uh, shoot it and make it. Andrew, how did, how did you two join together? How did you and Jeff uh, become co-writers and co-directors of this movie? Uh, Jeff and I actually have a adorable little meat suit of our own. Uh, Jeff grew up in New Jersey. I grew up in Pasadena, California. And we had a uh, friend, Jeff's best friend in high school, move to my town and actually became uh, my friend. Uh, and Jeff started visiting his friend, and we met and realized we were going to the same college. And uh, then I wound up being randomly selected as another uh, of Jeff's friends as uh, his freshman roommate. So from pretty much day one at NYU, uh, Jeff and I were making bad short films together uh, with a lot of our friends, one of whom wound up being the crew uh, on Plus One. Our editor was Jeff's freshman roommate. Uh, several of the actors in the movie went to, went to school with us. Uh, so it's been a uh, 14 or 15 year collaboration that's taken many forms, and it's just really been kind of a natural uh, process of making movies with your friends that we've been doing since we were, you know, a lot younger. What a great way to work, right? Always better to work with your friends, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, it's really great. It was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So I I, I love uh, Maya Erskine and Jack Quaid, uh, their chemistry. How did you cast them? Um, well, we are very fortunate. We, we sort of got to know um, a lot of the people who worked on this movie, 
uh, including Jack and Maya, back in college uh, at NYU. So Jack and Maya both went to NYU. Maya graduated a year uh, after us, and Jack graduated, I, was, I think, four or five years four years after us. Um, so there was there was that NYU connection. Uh, you know, we've worked with Maya uh, on several occasions. We, we did two short films with her where she actually played a character very similar to Alice. We just changed uh, her name to Alicia. But it's basically the same. The, the, pre, the, the short films are called Pre-Game and Post-Party, and they're both on Vimeo. And uh, we had such a fun time working with her, and we've helped her with stuff before. And so when it came time to casting Alice, we just knew she would be perfect for it because we, we've seen her do it before. And uh, so that was a, that was a very easy, a very easy choice. Uh, as for Jack, you know, he's someone we knew we knew in college, but we hadn't spent a lot of time with him. We were a fan of his work, but um, we actually had a Skype call with him that was set up by our casting director, and he just. He blew us away. He was such, he's like one of the nicest people we've ever met in our entire lives. You just, you're immediately uh, just amazed by, by his kindness. It's very genuine. And that's something we were looking for with Ben because Ben is a really frustrating, can be a very frustrating character at times because he's someone who's, we like to say, has watched too many rom-coms. He has this unrealistic view of love. He thinks there's the one out there and he's not going to rest so he finds it, and that can make him a bit stubborn. So we knew, you know, on the page, Ben Ben can be this frustrating guy, and we wanted to infuse him with a, a native likability and kindness. And the second we spoke to, to Jack Wade, we were like, oh, he has that thing. I think he can be the person that, that lifts up this character into a, a more likable place, and, and he absolutely did. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. He's, he, he's very good. We should say... That- I, who we who his parents are? Do we want to talk about who his parents are? Sure, and, yeah. and, um, Andrew, and, Andrew, yeah, Andrew, Andrew, you want to jump parents, in? <laughs> sure, sure thing. Uh, uh, Jack Quaid's parents are, are, are Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid, and uh, so I, I suppose he does uh, have, did grow up around quite a few uh, uh, very popular Hollywood romantic comedies uh, himself. It's uh, part of I'm sure a part of his childhood and everything. But, uh, yes, so that is, you know, sure thing. Yeah, he certainly, uh, yeah, certainly comes from uh, romantic comedy bloodline, yeah. Yes. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jeff? <laughs> no, I was just going to tell a, a quick funny story that, that um, you know, Jack reached out to me and Andrew while we were in the rehearsal process and, and asked us if there were any rom-coms he should watch in preparation <laughs> for the film. And <laughs> we, we listed off a couple, one of which was When Harry Met Sally, and he texted back, um... You know, this is going to surprise you, but I've never seen that movie. <gasps> You're and we're like, what? You've never seen it. <laughs> and he said, no, there's just something about watching my mom have a, you know, on screen climax in a diner that I just have kind of avoided my whole life. <laughs> and we said, yeah, that, that makes sense. You do not need to watch the movie. And, uh, and, a day later, we were at rehearsal, and we were about to rehearse this very big uh, speech he needs to make in the film, and uh, it's a very emotional scene, and he came in, and he had tears in his eyes, like, his eyes were completely red, and he'd clearly been crying, and he said, Jack, what's wrong? And he said, uh, I just watched When Harry Met Sally for the first time, and we said, oh my god, that's, that's how, how do you feel? And he was like, I'm just so proud of my mom, and uh, and I can't believe I've never seen it before, and and we gave him a second and then we sat down and rehearsed the scene and he absolutely knocked it out of the park and we'll never forget it. He, he was 
so wonderful. You just brought a whole new energy to it. So, you know, that was that was an amazing thing that happened. Yeah. That, uh, I just uh, got... Yeah, it's, it's a, you probably never would have watched it otherwise. Yeah, I just got chills when you were talking about that. That's really interesting. You know, uh, the Turner Classic Movies Film Festival, which I was uh, just attended in April, uh, the opening film this year was when, when Harry Met Sally. And uh, so Meg Ryan was there with oh, Billy wow. Crystal and Rob Reiner. And uh, Billy Crystal uh, had a uh, the ceremony the next day putting his, you know, footprints and handprints at the Grauman, or I guess I call it the TCL Chinese Theater now. So that was right. kind of exciting, too. That's really interesting. What scene was it that you filmed that he knocked it out of the park after that, Andrew? Uh, well, I, I don't want to spoil it because it's towards the end of the movie, but it is the scene in front of the bathroom uh, when he uh, says some, some things he's learned. Uh, it is, uh, it's, yeah, it's, he, he makes a, a, a speech to, to, uh, to Alice in front of the bathroom. <laughs> okay. There are so many great scenes in this movie. Did you have a, a particular favorite, Andrew? I mean, I think one of the ones that was one of the most fun, uh, you know, throughout the whole process of rehearsal and table reads and all that kind of stuff, one of the ones we had a lot of fun with was the, the what I guess we've come to call the cuddle scene, the scene where uh, Ben and Alice are two friends who are staying in an Airbnb in their, or in a small cabin and they're forced to, to share a bed uh, because it's just the uh, arrangements of this wedding. And uh, they have a debate over the, uh, the relative merits of cuddling. Uh, and that was just always really fun. And we actually wound up putting that on our first day of shooting, which, um, you know, I guess whatever you sort of sacrifice to the, to the film shoot gods uh, on your first day is sort of a, uh, a choice. But we just we felt so good about it. We were so excited about it. And it was really, I mean, it was just the kind of scene that... Uh, really got everyone kind of, I think, warmed up and just really feeling the, uh, you know, vibe of these characters and, and understanding what we were kind of going for with this movie. So that that's one that really sticks out for us. Yeah, it, and it is. It does stick out. It's cute. And, and the fact that you revisit it a little later is, is also fun, too. What challenges did you have with, you know, well, two things, you know, co-directing this? Um, how did, what, what was your process as far as both of you directing it? Did one of you do, pick one scene to, to film or did you work together on scenes or did you split it up? What, what was your process? And Jeff, I'll address Jeff first and then Andrew. Um, <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, you know, Andrew and I have known each other for so long. I mean, we, we met, like Andrew said, when we were 17 years old. So we've done so many projects together all the way back to film school. And so I think when it came time to put this movie together, it just made sense for us to to handle it the way we had handled things in film school, which is really do everything together. And um, you know, we we are two very very different people. Um, I I like to say that I, I look at the world through a microscope, and I can be very uh, granular about the choices I make and say like you know I, I'm trying to find a new way to synthesize water. And Reimer looks at the world through a telescope, and he'll just be while I'm doing that. He's like, "Hey, man, there's a planet over there with a with a bunch of water on it. You can just go there." Uh, and so, uh, you know, that's sort of our, our style. Where you know, I can be very, very particular, and he can be very big picture. And we, we're, it's not that we split up scenes. Uh, we're always in the same room together for the most part, um, but we have 
different temperaments and different different approaches to things. So we're never really stepping on each other's toes. Uh, and and you know we've been working on this movie for five years. Uh, and a big bonus is that we wrote it together. So going into the, the creative process of directing, you're on the same page with a lot of the, the big picture creative. You know because you you design those things together and you know what the intentions are and you know what you're going for. So that helps a lot too. It does. And and so, Andrew, what is the writing process like between the two of you? The writing process is also something that we've been kind of doing for, you know, over a decade at this point. And I think Jeff and I are a little bit unconventional, at least in terms of some of the other co-writers and, and writing teams that we know and that we've, we've known or heard of. Uh, I mean, you know, and I think what it really comes down to is Jeff and I really trust each other and get excited by each other's voices and recognize what's uh, what's different and what we what we bring to it. I mean, we essentially uh, wrote this movie uh, by coastly Jeff was at the time uh, working as a director doing commercials in New York, uh, and I had moved out here to work with some friends on a TV show. And um, but we wanted to sort of get a new project off the ground, and so we started writing kind of on nights and weekends in between our, our day jobs on this movie. And, and so it was uh, really amazing to basically be sending drafts back and forth. And I, I think because we get excited and trust each other, we're not really the co-writers who are sitting in a room shouting at each other over a final draft document. It's much more like being so excited to wake up in the morning and see, you know, the draft that, you know, of a theme that Jeff wrote and get to, you know, take a stab at it and add some jokes or, or change a, you know, a character's motivation or something or, you know, just, and then it's just a constant kind of like give it go. And I would say like, we kind of have a, a, a general kind of like unspoken rule. We, we generally take things, but like maybe 70 or 80% of the way, like we don't hand somebody something, hand each other something that we think like, this is 100% perfect. This is the scene as it should be. And if you change it at all, I'm going to be heartbroken and angry. It's like, no, I, 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 we leave room for each other. And we know that that kind of, makes it grow and become its own thing. And it's a really, you know, special collaboration in that way, in that way. It's it's great that you two sort of you know complement each other in the way that you do things um, and and directing as well as writing. What were you, what was your biggest challenge uh, in putting this movie together or you know getting it to to from script to into production? Um, the toughest part is, and I find this to be true for for most projects, is development. You know that 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 moment when you're trying to get your your financing together the the to make it real you know to make your script something that you're actually going to be filming um this movie had a very long and roller coaster ride of a development stage where you know we had our script and then at a certain point at, at some point we thought we were going to be filming and then financing fell apart and then it came back around and so that that was really really challenging but we were really lucky in finding a partner in a company called studio 71 which came around after our financing fell apart the first time and resuscitated the movie and uh and once that happened we were we were set to go you know three months i think from from the day they read the script uh, to start filming, so we we moved really quickly after they came on board, and and uh, you know then we were able to hire crew and and the rest of our cast and just get things going. So I think that that's for sure the biggest challenge is is just finding that that 
investor or that company that's going to believe in you and that's going to put money behind it, especially as first-time filmmakers. Uh, that that was uh, that was a, a really big challenge. I, I, that's amazing that it worked and went so quickly after you did get the financing that you had to put it together in, in three months because that's very very quick turnaround. Uh, if you are just tuning in, you're listening to the Jam Price Show all about movies. And my guests today are writer-directors Jeffrey Chan and Andrew Reimer. And we're talking about their brand new movie called Plus One, which is just the cutest little... I just love this movie. It was just it just made me smile and happy after I watched it and uh, ended up telling some friends about it. And I said, you know, you've definitely got to see this wonderful movie. Because not every rom-com nowadays... Uh, is that good, unfortunately. Uh, and this one is. And again, it's all about the chemistry of uh, Maya Erskine and Jack Quaid because they make the movie, for sure. Who um, has influenced your career the most, Andrew? Uh, let's see. I mean, I think that the influences, uh, you know, in terms of what uh, Jeff and I both have been sort of aiming for. I mean, we started out together right out of college. You know, the, I think the goal was to, when we started collaborating, like, we really wanted to write for The Office. So we looked at, like, a lot of the, you know, sort of TV writers that were doing things that we really loved, and that was sort of, like, an initial goal. Uh, I mean, we also, with this movie, we were looking at, you know, movies like Silver Linings Playbook, uh, movies like Michael Winterbottom's The Trip. Uh, I mean, we grew up loving movies like, uh, when Harry Met Sally and even things like Superbad. Uh, so in terms of influences for this movie, um, I think that uh, we were really pulling from both the sort of buddy comedy and also romantic comedy genre, and that was sort of what we were trying to tie together here. Um, in terms of things that influenced me just personally, I mean, I grew up loving the movies and TV shows of James L. Brooks. He did everything from The Simpsons yes. to As Good As It Gets. And I mean, you know, if there's a career that uh, I am, you know, eternally envious of and, and striving for would be his. But, uh, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful person to uh, <laughs> to emulate for sure. He's one of the best. How about for you, Jeff? Um, on a personal level, it's uh, hands down Hayao Miyazaki, uh, who did Spirited mm-hmm. Away and Howl's Moving Castle and many, many other wonderful animated films. I I, I think of Miyazaki as as Superman. He has such incredible powers, but he uses them all for good. He really to say things about uh, about the world and, and how he wants to, how he wishes it were. Um, I'm just so, so blown away by his ability to take a really action-packed sequence um, and infuse it with these greater ideas about war or violence or or family or nature, and, and I, it's something I've, I've been very envious of, um, but also amazed at. Wonderful. The, when when you were um, in the process of putting this movie, it sounds like you both think hum- in, with humor, obviously. Is that what you set out in the beginning? Did you both know that you wanted to work more in that arena of doing comedy, or are there other things you both want to do? And I'll direct that to Andrew first. Sure. I mean, I think uh, in an overarching sort of, you know, career sense, yeah, uh, we, I, I think we think in terms of a lot of genres, but I think in terms of our voices together and the things that we really love and, and find ourselves gravitating towards, yeah, they, they are mostly comedies. With this one, this project in particular, I think the genesis was 
looking around and I mean we grew up loving romantic comedies there are wonderful ones from when we were that are still around today and that were, were coming out when we were younger um, but there's a some of them particularly the ones more recently there's sort of a lack of honesty uh, is what Jeff and I were sort of seeing um, it's just the way people fall in and out of love in movies doesn't always reflect quite the way we see more our friends starting and stopping relationships uh, and so part of the central thing in this movie uh, you know we like the idea of trying to figure out a movie where the, the kind of chief uh problem or impediment is one of these characters sort of being in his own head, kind of getting in his own way. Uh, it's a tough thing to sort of dramatize and put on screen, but it, it feels like that is, I don't know, probably 80 or 90% of my friends or family members or people I see go through breakups. It's, it's not often something, some massive societal structure getting in their way. It's more just them freaking out a little bit and, and sort of self-sabotaging a relationship. And so that felt like a really um, important and valuable uh, and, and kind of honest way of looking at relationships. It definitely is a, a more honest way of looking at relationships. I think that's why I like the film so much, because it's more, it's funny, but it's more realistic, too. Those weddings, though, I mean, how did you all come up with those 10 weddings that are so unique and different? Uh, that was kind of, that was just fun. Uh, the, each wedding was, you, you were looking forward to each one because each one was so completely uh, opposite the kinds of weddings that we see. Or maybe you have gone to weddings like that. What, what, how did those some of those um, weddings come to be, Jeff? Um, yeah, well, you're, you're right to say maybe we have been to some of those weddings. A lot of the stuff in this movie, I would say most of it, is based on real things that Andrew and I have seen, especially those speeches at the beginning of each wedding. <laughs> uh, it's taken from a speech we've actually witnessed before. Um, so I think, yeah, uh, you know, a big part of, of crafting the script and the, and the film was was trying to look at these weddings as a, as a this is going to sound so pretentious, but looking at these weddings as sort of the third main character in the movie, and they sort of serve as a, as a manipulative factor on our two leads. The worse the weddings are, the more cynical they are about love, the less likely they are to view each other in a romantic way. But the better they get, the more fun and, and serene or, or comfortable they are the more likely they are to want to go on an adventure together or, or, or view each other in a special way. And so um, we sort of gathered up our, our cachet of all the weddings we've been to or we're going to go to and looked at that and sort of placed um, certain weddings or experiences we've had at certain points of this path for them to say, okay, you know, there was this amazing beach wedding that I went to once and it, everything felt so amazing and it made me want to like fall in love. That seems like a good point to push these two people uh, into each other's arms. Like that, that makes sense there. But then there was that other wedding we went to that one time that was like hot and outside and just uncomfortable and we stayed in these crappy motels. Like that seems like a good wedding more in the beginning of the movie, you know? So we were able to map things out that way, which is really nice. It, it, it is. It's interesting to watch the progression that you went through uh, when you were filming this. Um, where can people see this, and when is it coming out? Uh, the movie will come out on June 14th, uh, and it will be uh, both in, uh, it'll have a limited theatrical release, so uh, some theaters near you, and it'll be on uh, iTunes and Amazon and, and Video On Demand. Uh, uh, yeah. Wonderful. Well, I wish you much. Yeah, is, there, is there more? 
Go ahead. Yeah, great. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. I didn't, I didn't know if I got that. I didn't know if I got that answer correct. I don't know if there's more sources or things that should be shouted out. Well, hopefully I will tell everyone to look for this movie. It's called Plus One. And uh, I want to thank both Jeff and Andrew for being on the show today. And I wish you much success with this movie. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You've been listening to the Jam Price Show all about movies. And you can go to Facebook to learn more about upcoming shows. And while you're there, please like my page and please uh, write a comment. And to listen to the Price Movie Minute movie reviews and to listen to archive shows you can also uh, that you may have missed, you can go to thejampriceshow.com. And you can also go to iHeartMedia's podcast and uh, search for The Jam Price Show all about movies on iHeart's podcast. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio, Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. The Ozio Theater in downtown Monterey is now open every day, showing independent and foreign films. The Ozio Theater has new concession offerings, including beer, wine, hard cider, and their homemade lush slush. You can now schedule private event screenings for community charity events, birthdays, anniversaries, or just a fun gathering of friends. For more information, visit the Ozio Theater online at oziotheater.com. <laughs>